What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast. I'm Katie Mock here with Will Brinson. And of course, we have our two sports line superstars, prop stars, and RJ White. Brinson and I are coming at you live from Las Vegas here for the Super Bowl. Um, Brinson, well, first of all, this episode of Pick Six is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. But Brinson, talk to us about what Pick Six has been doing here in Vegas in your last episode. Well, I mean, Katie, if you uh, watch the show, listen to the show, you'll know that we have been down on the beautiful Bellagio sets all week long out on the fountains. Uh, we're not there right now. Oh, Technology. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not currently on set live in Las Vegas. No, we are in our hotel rooms. Yep. We're basically technically in the Eiffel Tower. Um, we're near the Eiffel Tower, I think. But yeah, uh, during, during, uh, we had a we had a Tuesdays with Brady show that we um, that we had uh, that should be in the feed now, I believe. Fun time. Dorian Thompson Robinson came on. Ryan Wilson hosted. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson came on. And then I, I think you and Breach and Wilson and somebody else did. We, we did a spotlight takeover. All yeah, kinds of yeah, cool we, things. We did, a, we did a segment there with uh, with Chris Hassel. So it's been, it's been great. Obviously, check all of those out, guys, um, on the feed. You can check it out on HQ as well. And while you're there, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the Pick Six podcast, uh, guys. If you like, winning by, picks- by, by the way, I should I should by the way I should note that um, yesterday I went to Radio Row. Uh, four-hour block, and they wow. had one interview scheduled. So, you know, I got, to, I got to pal around Radio Road for a little bit. No big deal. Uh, and on the way back, I walked there, which is stupid. On the way back, I get in the cab, and the cab go- the cabbie goes, I recognize you. I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was actually thinking, like, yeah, right, bro. Um, yeah. He was like, no, I see you on the Sports Network. I was like, oh, really? All right, right on, right on. He goes, so shoot me straight, Will. No BS. This is this actually happened? <laughs> he goes, is Taylor Swift a psyop for Joe Biden? Yes or no? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah, Mark the cabbie. One, <laughs> she is, uh, and two, they definitely tell me this information. Like, like they're like, I know we got this information. Let's make sure Brinson knows. That's yeah. who needs to know this. Straight. So, so yes, obviously Taylor Swift a psyop for Joe Biden. Okay, see if I was curious, just confirm. Okay. Good, good to know. Uh, on a much <laughs> less happened. exciting note, uh, let's pull up our betting record for the conference championships. Uh, somebody went on six. <laughs> you know what's so funny is that I feel like I won the regular season and then I've completely bombed in the postseason. I feel like I've been the last of the uh, of all of us. Yeah, postseason is tough because there's fewer games, so like the lines are sharper. You know, everybody's paying more attention, and it's kind of hard to find edges. I mean, now we're at the Super Bowl where where uh, books put out hundreds of props, so you know we get to dig in and find some some different type of edges that we wouldn't have in normal games. But the lines are pretty efficient. You know, you don't really find like we do during the regular season find some lines that we think are off because everybody's thinking about these. Everybody kind of knows everything that's at stake. So. I think it's pretty hard to pick during the playoffs. Harder to pick during the playoffs than it is the regular season, for sure. Uh, and just to piggyback on that point, uh, it's something I've emphasized all season long. Really, even in the pro season, I uh, discuss how my personal betting volume dwindles to the point where I would honestly encourage people really not to very bet very much come the postseason. Obviously, this is supposed to be fun, uh, but if we're betting purely from a profit units won, units lost standpoint, uh, these lines just get incredibly sharp once we reach uh, this stage of the postseason. So. Uh, very difficult to beat uh, here in the playoffs. So, 
I'm curious what your thoughts are, guys, about betting the Super Bowl, right? Because there's two ways to go about it. One, it's a Super Bowl. It's fun. It's the last time that you can do it. You get in on crazy bets like, will there be a doink? Which we've got a doink cape now, uh, Cam, now with CBS. So hopefully, or coin toss. Or we, have multiple, we have multiple doink cams. Six. There's six. Shout out to CBS. Six doink cams. Yeah, Butker had a doink actually in the last um, Super Bowl. But wh- how, what's your advice to betting the Super Bowl? Is it obviously you don't want to go crazy, RJ? But it is fun. Or do, do people start chasing? Like, what's what's your Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, it's just like any other time. You shouldn't be risking what you can't afford to lose. It's all for fun, um, and, and you know you're going to have a narrative of what you think the game's going to go like. So you're, you don't go try to go overboard and play that because you know nobody can be too sure about how these these games go. So everything's kind of percentages when we play these, you know, we think we're getting better value on odds uh, than the odds say when we play them. But um, I'm still, you know, I still wouldn't fire like Alex was talking about fire tons of props here, you know, find a few that you can root for. Um, We're going to give out a ton here. The ones that click for you, feel free to play those and, and, you know, keep it light and simple and have fun at the Super Bowl. Yeah, and also, guys, if you want a lot of picks, then you got to make sure that you sign up at sportsline.com. Use the promo code PICK and get your first month for just $1. No better time than to get in at the Super Bowl. Um, and speaking of, all right, let's let's talk about it. Sam, well, I, I was going I, I to throw out one one more thing just before we get started. Um, I do a you know, Super Bowl squares, very popular. Um, I'm in a Super Bowl squares thing with a group of my friends where um, – Instead of the traditional, you know, in the first quarter you get X, in the second mm-hmm. quarter you get X, it's for every second that your square is, is the actual score, you get paid. So, mm-hmm. like, as the clock is ticking, so, like, in other words, if you get zero, zero, you get you get money for every second off of the game clock until the first points are scored. It's pretty, really? it's pretty, it's pretty spicy. Is if you yeah. get if your square lands, you're like, let's go, hold, the, stop the vote, stop the count. Like, like it, it, it's a fun way to do it. I like how political you're uh, getting with this uh, podcast. Stop the count. The oh, no. Hey, hey, hey. Um, all right, Brinson. Travis Kelsey will get married on January seventh. Who knows? Vegas Brinson is a different breed. I'll just say that. <laughs> oh, I've, I'm ex- I am experiencing experiencing it uh, right now. By the way, Brinson and I both have a little bit of casino voice, guys. You know, walking through these smoke-filled places um, does something to mm. your um, your voice box. But all right, let's let's talk game, guys. Let's just like get right into it. San Francisco 49ers laying two and a half at Kansas City. This total 47 and a half. Uh, you know, we were kind of predicting where this line would go. Um, RJ, did you think it would get up to two and a half? No, it opened at two and a half, actually. And once it got bet down to one, it felt, really felt like last year where uh, that opened two and a half in favor of the Chiefs, steamed all the way to Eagles two and a half. And it felt like we were on a collision course for that happening again. So when it stopped at one, um, like that's fair. It's going to keep going and we'll get on the other side of the money line at some point. And then it turned right back around and went back up to two. And we, we see that uh, here on these odds, we have one, two and a half out there, but it's mostly two. So interested to see that um, w- when the limits are raised, if we get some some big bets in that take it back down um, closer to kickoff. Uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. But I am surprised that San Francisco appears to be headed to going off as the favorite here. Yeah, I'm actually surprised about it as well, but it's not stopping me from betting the 49ers money line. Okay, but we all know where I stand on this one. You don't exactly need my analysis. Brinson, what do you like? I mean, I, I think it's it, it's 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 oddly simple to me. And I think the biggest 
part that bugs me, and, and this and this is whatever, because ultimately it doesn't matter who's on what side. It's the Super Bowl. Everybody's betting it. If you see betting trends like, uh, this percent of the public money's on this, or this, like that doesn't matter. It's a Super Bowl. Billions of dollars are wagered. Um, everybody is going to be like everything. My mom is involved in like you know Super Bowl betting in some shape or form, and that's just where we are uh, in in twenty twenty four. I mean, I think that the Niners are the better team. I think they have the better roster. I think that if you if these two teams played uh, once a week, starting at Labor Day until now, the Niners are winning. I don't know, like sixteen of the twenty games, but they probably don't win. Yeah. Well, they probably don't win two of the last three because the Niners aren't playing as well as they did early in the season. Okay. I think how Shanahan's game plans have been very questionable the last two weeks. Uh, you know, he came out, he had Debo Samuel, he's leaning into Debo Samuel against the Packers. Debo gets hurt, has to completely readjust. And then he was really trying to force Christian McCaffrey last week. Now, maybe they come out with a Debo game plan and Debo's healthy and it works. I think they can score points. But Patrick Mahomes is playing awesome football. And he's yeah. the best quarterback on planet Earth. He's the best quarterback I've ever seen play football. And, 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 and like just from a physical production standpoint, like Tom Brady won three games in his – three Super Bowls, excuse me, in his first five years, the first four years. He wasn't playing like Patrick Mahomes is playing right now. Right. This Chiefs defense is the best Chiefs defense they've ever had under with Mahomes and Andy Reid. They had the best offensive play caller, maybe, maybe in the history of football. If Andy Reid, I mean, Andy Reid's like tracking that way. And if this, I just wish the Chiefs were favored by one. So I wouldn't feel bad about taking the Chiefs when everybody's on the Niners. I do think there's a decent chance that all the people no taking the Niners. the Niners. What do you mean? Everyone's I know. I know. Oh, that's, 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 no, I think, I think the people who are on the Niners are big, are big bettors. And they're the same people uh, who, who bet on the Ravens and who bet on the Bills. Fading the Chiefs. Fading Andy Reid, fading Patrick Mahomes. And ultimately, I think it'll be a really close game. But I just think that Mahomes is going to do Mahomes stuff and the Chiefs are going to find a way to win. So I'll take the Chiefs uh, plus two and a half uh, to be safe. But I think I, I would take the Chiefs money line as well. I like the Chiefs money line too. I'm taking plus two and a half here. Um, I think they're the better team at this point of the season. I think most of the year, San Francisco is the better team. But just how they've played in these last few weeks, it just seems like. The Chiefs are the better team. The Chiefs are also the more experienced team, having just been there last year and, and having been there now four times in the last five years. Um, so so I think they'll be able to get done. I think the better quarterback, as well as Brock Purdy has played when he's playing at his best. I mean, nobody's better than Patrick Mahomes. And they have the better coach coaching staff as a whole. And, and like Princeton's saying, they have a better defense. So why are they not favored here? Does Christian McCaffrey and, and the uh, Debo Samuel and the skill position players there really make that much of a difference when the Chiefs also have – Isaiah Pacheco and Travis Kelsey and, and Rasheed Rice playing well, you know, I don't think the gap is that big. So to me, the Chiefs should be favored here. I'm taking them plus two and a half. I also like playing some alt lines. If you if you look into alt lines, I think the Chiefs can win this game by seven. So if you want to play the minus three and a half, get the other side of three at plus 172. I think that's solid. So you can scoop up any four to six point wins. And then even minus six and a half at plus 255, I think is a solid value too. So I'm on the Chiefs here. I was against them the last few weeks and learned my lesson and I'm going to be on them here. Uh, yeah, hey, uh, just, one more, one more thing. Oh, sorry, I was going to say props. One more thing that I think is, and and like Steve Wilkes is a great dude, good coach. He ain't Demeco Ryan's. He ain't Robert Sala. And that defense is not the same as it was four years ago. Can't stop the run. 
Yeah, and just to uh, piggyback on what everyone said, I am also on Kansas City here, plus two and a half. I also learned my lesson fading this Chiefs team. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is just playing so well. I, I agree with everything Brinson said regarding, uh, yeah, he he's the best quarterback of all time, certainly uh, as far as best start of any quarterback I've ever seen as far as his career is concerned and just uh, Kansas City, they look better and better every week. I would also point to the fact that really for the first time uh, in Andy Reid's career, he's really leaned heavily on Isaiah Pacheco and this ground game. The narrative had long been Andy Reid just being one of the more pass-happy pass happy coaches, uh, even to their detriment. I remember when he was coaching the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, it was almost like he was unwilling to run the football and lean on Brian Westbrook at the time when he was uh, one of the best running backs in the NFL. But uh, they've really embraced a balanced approach. I think it really helped Kansas City down the stretch. They just seem to have momentum. They're playing so well. They look better and better every game. Just watching Patrick Mahomes just surgically pick apart that Baltimore pass defense was extremely impressive to me. Travis Kelsey uh, silenced a lot of the doubters. I thought he would his play had started to fall off a cliff during the regular season. He's just been phenomenal in the postseason. Having Rishi Rice emerge uh, as a viable outside target, again, uh, has really opened things up elsewhere. And then I also believe this is the best defense that we've seen Kansas City have since uh, Mahomes has been in the league as well. Just such a vaunted pass defense. Uh, then you have a interior presence like Chris Jones. They're just so balanced. Uh, and then if, yeah, I just have a lot more confidence in Patrick Mahomes in these high leverage spots. Credit to Brock Purdy, who's obviously playing uh, pretty good football. I had a great se regular season. Uh, but, yeah, I just can't pick against these Chiefs who just uh, look better and better every game. It's not, oh, that's my housekeeping. Brinson, you take the Housekeeping. <laughs> housekeeping. Housekeeping. Uh, I, I know I, had, I need to put my sign up so they don't knock on my door as well. But let's get to the Turtles. All turtles allowed here. We're just going to pick one. You go full game, alternate, half turtle, quarter turtle, team turtle, whatever you want. Um, I will start. I think I will not be alone in this one. And I'm going to take the first half under. I don't really care what the number is. I think, I think it's a slow starting game. I think the one concern that I have about this is that you see both coaches script really well and that the teams come out and execute early. We saw Mahomes start 11 of 11 against a great Ravens defense. Excuse me. Casino cough. And, um, and, 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 and look, like the Chiefs could come out firing. It wouldn't shock me at all. Kyle Shanahan's – Andy Reid's a better offensive coach. Kyle Shanahan is an incredible game scripter. And, and frankly, like an incredible coach. Kyle Shanahan's kind of getting dragged this week for the big games. It's like, yeah, he lost the big leads, but the dude had the big leads to begin with. Like, he's a really, really, really good head coach. Um, I, I think that's my one concern with the first half under. But uh, other than that, I would be really surprised if we don't see these teams be a little conservative out of the gate. We've seen the last couple of weeks, uh, Christopher McCaffrey games where the 49ers are going to want to establish the run, get CMC going, and of course, uh, as as prop stars noted and, and Katie pointed out, like you can run on the 49ers. So I, I think we'll see a lot of Isaiah Pacheco. Um actually since other people have the first half under, I will I will I will flip this and say hmm. I'm gonna take the second half under. And Ooh. then I'll let you Katie take the first half under if you want. Yeah, I'm gonna take the first half under. And basically for all the reasons that that you just laid out and especially 
Brock Purdy, I mean, we all know that he throws some very interceptable balls. I think they're going to want to protect him this whole game, but certainly in the first half. And look, the 49ers can't afford to go down like they did in the last two playoff games in that first half and think you're going to come back against Patrick Mahomes. So I do think they're going to run the ball um, a lot. And I, I look, we've seen it in the past several years. Defenses come out really strong. Now, last year, the first half actually hit the over. I believe it was 24 to 14 in the first half. But other than that, it's gone under this number uh, in three of the last four Super Bowls. Pile on, Alex. I know you got the same pick. Yeah, I am also on the first half under 23 and a half. So, uh, yeah, music to my ears to see Katie and originally Princeton on it as well. But, uh, yeah, I just think that NFL players are also creatures of habit. And having uh, a two-week layoff will also add to the teams potentially kind of uh, struggling maybe initially to find a rhythm. Uh, I also think both these teams have shown an ability to really keep um, – you know, the opposing teams off the field by sustaining long drives, focusing heavily on the ground game. I think that'll be an approach for San Francisco. It's just, uh, I think the best way to slow down Patrick Mahomes is for him to not be on the field. And we've seen San Francisco uh, certainly have, you know, these seven, eight, nine minute drives. Uh, And then I think the Chiefs, that's a new gear that they've shown this season and down the stretch as well as their ability uh, to really grind clock and uh, keep the opposing quarterbacks on the field. So off the field, excuse me. So I like these first half under as well. So on Will's second half under, that's also 23 and a half. The line is the same on each side. Um, You can also bet, before I move on to my pick, you can bet um, which half will have more points, first half or second half. Um, I think typically the thinking is there's more scoring in the second half. but um, And so that's the favored side. So Will, since you flipped your pick to the second half, which side would you take on that bet, first half or second half? I, I would take first half, and I think the reason why is that if – and this is predicated on the idea that the Chiefs – no, 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 no. I would take – I think there's going to be more points in the first half than the second half. I think it's a low-scoring game. I really do. And I, I think – dude, the Chiefs' second half unders are money. They, they, Andy Reid gets the ball. If he gets if, – if, now, if San Francisco is winning, this is all out the window. Okay, don't bet. Don't hammer that second half under if San Francisco is winning, because then Mahomes and the and, and the script changes completely. Mahomes has to throw a ton. I think the Chiefs will try to run the ball a bunch in the second half. Andy Reid, you know, look, Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, offensive geniuses, they love to sit on the ball, squat on the ball, and melt clock, particularly in the second half. And I think we will see the Chiefs do that if they have a lead. So uh, I, I think the higher scoring half will be the first half. So on my play, I'm going to take the Chiefs team total over 23 and a half points, minus 108. Um, you know, I don't. they're obviously not going to be too big. You know, the moment's not going to be too big for them. They've done this over and over, and they know what they're doing at this point. Um, saw them score a ton of points on that Eagles defense last year. Uh, San Francisco defense, we know, not playing well. They allowed more than 23 points just once in their first 13 games. And in their last five competitive games, they've, they've allowed 20, over 23 and a half points three times. Um, so, you know, to, Hufanga getting hurt has really changed the tenor of this defense, I think. Patrick Holmes will be able to move the down the ball downfield pretty consistently against this defense and get to 24 points. Um, and then you have the Brock Purdy factor. I mean, you know, if the moment is too big for Brock Purdy, if he, he wilts a little bit under the spotlight, throws a pick, you talk about the interceptable balls, Katie. Um, what if that's returned for a touchdown? And then you that's oh, a free, free six, seven points get into existence, but yeah, right there is- to help us get over. So, so I think there's different, different ways to get here. Um, Mahomes, you know, being able to consistently move the ball, get to 24 points on his own, and then maybe even getting a defensive score to help us out too. So I, I like the under that you guys are playing as well in the first half. I'm, I've been ho- hoping that the, the, to- the overall total would boost, you know, throughout the week and get bet up as typically tends to happen. So we can come and hammer 24 and a half as the under 
for the first half. So I'm going to keep holding out hope that that number is going to come, even though that total hasn't moved at all. So it, we'll, we'll see. If is the um, is the uh, is it like you know always? It's always the over is the public side. Is the under the public side in this game for some reason? Like, it feels it's that well, way. No, no, no. The over is still the over. Is yeah, still, I think the split still favor the over, but right. the numbers just not moving. Yeah, I mean it's a Super Bowl. Yeah. You have a lot of first time betters. Everybody wants points. You know what I mean? So I would agree on that. All right, I mean, guys, no, 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 for sure. Uh, Okay. All right. Well, I was going to say, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We are looking at Super Bowl prop bets, including some novelties. Viva Las Vegas. This is Pick Six. Don't go anywhere. Back here on the Pick Six Pro podcast. Um, what's up, everybody? Katie Mox <laughs> here and Brinson. We're in Vegas. All right. Give us a little bit of a break here. Uh, also with Prop Stars and RJ White. Uh, now we're going to look at some player props and novelty props for the Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs versus the 49ers, starting with passing props. You've got Brock Purdy, and then we've got Patrick Mahomes. RJ, who are you uh, Who are you zeroing in on? I'm zeroing in on Brock Purdy. Um, I'm going to go under one and a half passing touchdowns at minus 102. It's, it's the underdog, I think, to still play. I think he's still favored to go over that. He's had multiple touchdowns in nine and 16 games in the regular season, but in either playoff game, despite playing in negative game scripts there, um, I think that uh, I think Brinson was mentioning earlier, Kyle Shanahan, not going to put him at risk, or maybe you were mentioning Katie, not going to put him too much at risk. Uh, so, you know, running the ball will be the name of the game. And I think they're going to try to get it in, uh, you know, in the red zone with the run rather than have him throw the ball in case Kansas city has allowed multiple pass touchdowns only four times and no time since week 13, they are very good at stopping, you know, touchdowns from getting scored through the air uh, in the red zone. And I don't think there's going to be any, any big plays from San Francisco, which we'll get into later too. So um, I like Brock Purdy to stay under one and a half passing touchdown. I think we're getting a pretty good value at minus one or two. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to go next. Uh, Brenton. I don't disagree with you. I'm going to fade Purdy in the passing game as well. Take him under his passing yards at 245 and a half. Now he has gotten at least 246 yards um, passing in 67% of games played this year, but you got to give all the credit to Casey's, you know, pass defense. I think they allowed less than 200 yards pretty much on average all season long. You look at Lamar Jackson in the AFC championship game, he threw for 272, but I think we can all agree that that was a mistake. He was out there trying to play hero ball when they should have been, uh, you know, running the ball. I don't think that Shanahan's going to do that. I don't think he's going to abandon the run. Even when you look at the NFC championship game, when the 49ers were down, Shanahan didn't abandon the run and, and Purdy doesn't do that many passes. And like we've all said, they're going to protect him. So I like him under on his yards. Prop stars, you're kind of combining two things with him. I am. Yeah, I'm going to fade Purdy as well, but I'm also going to uh, fade his rushing yards. So we're going to go under 266 combined passing and rushing yards. I think with a 20 yard cushion here, uh, I don't think Brock Purdy is suddenly going to uh, be a mobile quarterback, especially after that last performance. So normally his rushing yards is set around three or four and a half yards. So getting a 20 yard cushion here, uh, in my opinion, is if you're fading him is a really solid uh, look. But yeah, it's all about this Kansas City pass defense game. Gave up the fewest passing yards in the regular season, have been just as good as advertised in the postseason. Uh, ranked top three in EPA allowed per drop back, uh, defensive success percentage. They don't allow big plays down the field. Uh, so I just think uh, they're really well equipped to slow down Brock Purdy. I also believe, obviously, the path of least resistance when we're looking at this Kansas City defense has been on the ground. And we know San Francisco likes to run the football quite a bit, uh, especially in neutral game environments. So I anticipate San Francisco, while the game is close, leaning heavily 
on the ground game. As a result of that, it'll limit the amount of dropbacks uh, that Brock Purdy has. So I think, uh, yeah, I really like fading him, and I like fading the combination line a little bit more than just his uh, raw passing his raw passing line. I'm going to go way off the board and um, just really try to get back into this thing and get back over 500 and really create okay. a um, – Exactly a what winning, we talked about the show not to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the polar opposite of what we talked about not doing. I'm gonna try and get back in this thing. I'm gonna chase, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go against. Now, this is not correlated to any of the other stuff. Patrick Mahomes, exactly five touchdowns, five oh. passing touchdowns, forty-eight to one. That's where we're going. Does it make sense? Math? Hell no. Does it make sense? Exactly five passing touchdowns, 48 to one. Will he do it? You got to scroll down to find it, I believe. (laughs) Maybe me, it's possible. It's possible me giving it up 47 to one. It's already come down 10 to one. Um, I'm looking at it on FanDuel right now. Exactly five, 47 to one. I see exactly four at 11 to one. So uh, whatever, yeah, like whatever, it, it, it varies by state. Like you get different odds by state. So obviously shop around the FanDuel, whatever the FanDuel I'm looking at says 47 to one. It's just me even, me even looking at it caused it to drop from 48 to one to 47 to one. Mm. This could be down to five to one by the time the game kicks off for all we know. Uh, it's probably not going to happen. It's a long shot. It's a Super Bowl. Have fun. If it hits, I get 48 units and leave you suckers in the dust. <laughs> is this just is this just a reaction to like you know the San Francisco playing zone and and, and Mahomes tearing that up up zone? You just think they're just gonna go over and over down the field again and again and um, ball that much? Well, it's also correlated to my bold prediction of uh, Travis Kelsey having three receiving touchdowns and uh, performing three Taylor Swift related touchdown celebrations. So uh, all these things go hand in hand. We got the heart. Uh, he's gonna do a one and a three or. A yeah, one and three. And then he's going to do the kissing the bicep, you know, which Taylor does at her, at her shows. Uh, so I think those two, th- those two things will happen. And we will get five passing touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes. It, it's not so much as everything. I think, I think, in, in, like, in all seriousness, there's a couple ways you can get here. One, the, they, the, the 49ers stack the box and the Chiefs can't run the ball. And, but the offensive line is working and blocking well. And they let Mahomes cook and he throws a bunch. Two, the 49ers come out and take a lead early, and Mahomes is forced to throw. And again, like we all think this game is going under. Under this game could go way over. These two teams score, can score quick and, and 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 fast and aggressively. And so, like, I don't think it's that insane that Patrick Mahomes could throw five touchdowns. Certainly, and, and obviously, if you bet that, uh, go ahead and take him to win MVP. Might get there if he wins those five, five passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving along, receiving props. Katie, you, yeah. as you, I mean, look, you are nothing if not on brand. You love the NC State Wolfpack. And you're yeah. taking former NC State standout receiver, Marquez Bowden Scantling. I uh, am. I'm taking them, yeah, over one and a half receptions. Um, I found this at minus 108. But look, he's come a long way since the beginning of the season. Obviously, he had some very key drops there. But if you look back into the past two postseason games, he's had exactly two receptions in each each of those games. So it's really like the quantity of those catches more so than the quality, right? One of those catches was responsible for (laughs) 
go-ahead touchdown versus the Bills, where the other one sealed the deal um, for the Ravens. And so I just feel like he's gaining a lot of trust. It's a low amount of receptions, and I think he's going to get more targets. So I like him over one and a half. Did, did you see his um, his gold chains at, at media night? No. Well, I just go. There's diamond. He has a diamond MBS, and then a diamond heart. Like the, I don't even know the necklaces. I mean, they're like they're not. They don't hang low. They hang right here. You open them up. Giant MBS in all diamonds. Beautiful stuff. Uh, uh, RJ, what do you have? I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk's longest reception being under 24 and a half yards at minus 120. Talked about this, kind of referred to this a little bit earlier. I just don't think they're going to have big plays against this Chiefs defense. Typically good about limiting big passes, although Baltimore did get a few of them. I think that's in part due to Lamar's escapability that Brock Purdy doesn't have as much. You know, I know he's run a little bit in the playoffs, but he's obviously no Lamar Jackson. Nobody's Lamar Jackson. Uh, Kansas City did not allow a 25-yard pass any of their final three competitive regular season games. Um, you know, I throw out the Week 18. Obviously, nobody cares about that. And then Buffalo topped out at 15 in the divisional round. A very good Bills defense could not get the ball downfield on this this offense at all. So it'll be much of the same for for Brock Purdy. And you can take his under on his completions as well. But I used the big play guy there, and I just think they're going to take him out. Um, you know, of the the uh, the game plan of being able to hit these big plays. And so we've seen his receptions trending under. I think it's very heavily juiced to him to go under four and a half receptions. And um, I just don't think he has a long reception in him. So I like under 24 and a half yards in his longest reception, probably a couple yards too high. And I what about fading, you, Rob? Yeah, I am fading Brandon Ayuk as well. The aforementioned reception line that RJ mentioned. Under four and a half receptions. Uh, when this line opened, this is actually uh, the one line I felt was uh, fairly inefficient and had some vo uh, value fading. Turns out I was correct. Uh, this is, I think, on some books around minus 160, minus 170. Uh, I just think five receptions is a huge ask for Brandon Ayuk with his role in the offense, coupled against this uh, just, you know, vaunted Chiefs pass defense. Uh, just Purdy and Ayuk have not been on the same page in the postseason. 14 targets that the uh, Ayuk has cashed in for six receptions for just 100 yards. And we know one of those receptions and 50 of those yards came on a busted play, obviously, where the ball bounced off of a defender's uh, helmet, and Ayuk made an improbable catch there. And those were against Green Bay and Detroit, who are both you know, subpar pass defenses. Uh, we also know Steve Spagnola, uh, as the defensive coordinator of this defense, places a heavy, heavy emphasis on taking away the splash zone uh, of the opposing team down the middle of the field, uh, which is where Ayuk primarily operates. So that is a point of emphasis for Spagnola uh, to really limit plays down the field. As a result, Kansas City gave up uh, one of the lowest rates of explosive plays in the NFL, and that is certainly by design. So I think fading Ayuk here is uh, definitely the sharpest play on the board as far as any prop is concerned for the record. And then I'm also going to fade my guy, Rashi Rice, under six and a half receptions. Uh, just missed on this last week, but Mahomes uh, completed 30 passes of uh, 39 attempts, and then Rice had, I believe, 46 yards uh, with nine receptions. So uh, just wasn't getting a lot of downfield passing there. I just don't think that's going to be the case uh, this week. I also think uh, San Francisco has an excellent pass defense, and they're going to make life difficult for Rice. I just think seven receptions is a big ask for him. So I'm going to fade both receivers under four and a half receptions for Ayuk, under six and a half receptions for Rishi Rice. I'm going uh, over Christian McCaffrey receptions four and a half. It's minus 122 now. I think it was actually three and a half earlier in the week, which uh, was crazy to me. If you believe that the Chiefs are going to win, and I do, 
you know, and, and you believe that Chris Jones can can cause problems, uh, and that Steve Spagnuolo, who by the way blitzed fifty plus percent of the time last week against Lamar Jackson, I don't think he'll do that this week per se, uh, because you know this Debo can kill you, and and, and but I mean like uh, McCaffrey is going to get a lot of targets in this game if the 49ers are trailing at all, and if Brock Purdy, is, excuse me, is under duress. So I th- I think clearly prefer three and a half to four and a half. But I like the over on Christian McCaffrey receptions here. He's he's had at least four receptions, I believe, for the last five games too. So even if they're not trailing, I think he's still gonna hit this. Yeah, and, and, and look, like Kyle loves to run the ball in the red zone and down by the goal line. Christian McCaffrey, number one in red zone carries this year, uh, top I think number two in carries inside the ten, and then top five in carries inside the five. But if if the Chiefs are stacking things up, you may see them sort of switch things up and, and dump it off to McCaffrey down by the goal line as well. All right, moving okay. on to rushing props, right? Are we moving on to rushing? Yeah. Yeah, let's do rushing. Um, I'm looking at Debo Samuel, actually, for this. His uh, rushing yards line is set to 15 and a half. And the thing with this is that, I mean, we keep talking about how we're all fading Brock Purdy and the passing game. And I think a lot of people forgot, oh, it's at 16 and a half now. I'd still take the over um, on this one. I think a lot of people forgot that before Christian McCaffrey came on to the 49ers, Debo had his best year rushing in 2021. He had over 502 rushing yards. I think we're going to see a lot more design runs for Debo in this game. So to get over the 15 and a half, um, I just really like this one a lot. I think also that the Chiefs struggle uh, with outside runs and uh, Debo has no problem getting to the outside. So that's where I'm going. What do you think, RJ? Yeah, and that would help protect the the theory of the case of protecting Brock Purdy from making too many mistakes is, is you get Debo Samuel the ball on runs as opposed to passes and, and have to put it at risk downfield. So I like that. Um, I'm going to go with Isaiah Pacheco over 66 and a half rush yards. I mean, I think on the Monday show last week, you know, I was hammering Pacheco for, uh, for um, you know, for, for going over his rushing yards, uh, ballooned up a little bit and then it came crashing back down, I believe, because people think Jarek McKinnon might play in this game, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, e- even if he is able to practice, it just doesn't seem likely that he's going to play. And even if he does, he's more of a factor as a pass catcher than a runner. Pacheco has been a star down this down the stretch scoring touchdowns every game which i'm sure brinson is going to get into in a second um but you know piling up attempts piling up carries uh or piling up rushes so it's at 15 plus carries eight of his last nine at 4.6 yards per rush on the season if you get 15 carries you get to 69 yards so we're already over by a couple yards there and the san francisco defense getting gashed by the run 100 plus rush yards in five of their last six games after allowing that total and only three of their first 13. So I expect a 20 carry day from Pacheco as San Fran focuses on not letting Mahomes beat them. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll live with Pacheco having a good day if they can limit Mahomes at all. Um, but even if he isn't having a great day and they are focused on him, he can break a couple tackles and get a long run too. So I like 66 and a half minus 110. I also like sprinkling a little bit on the alt line of getting him to 100 plus rushing yards at plus 320. Uh, I, I see him as getting a 100 yard game in the like 100 yard day on this game because I think he's going to get 20 plus carries. Yeah, and for those uh, podcast podcast devotees who, uh, who who listen to the show regularly, you will note that Pete Prisco said his bold prediction was Isaiah Pacheco, uh, 110 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns, which lines up with RJ's prop, which lines up with my prop, which is Pacheco anytime touchdown minus 125. Same reasons that RJ just laid out. I think Pacheco finds the end zone. They're going to feed him down down by the goal line. He's an angry, hard, 
aggressive runner, and it lines up with props, uh, theories on the over here for Pacheco's rushing yards. Yeah, indeed, Princeton. I am also backing Pacheco over 66 and a half rushing yards. Been backing him uh, throughout the entire postseason. Just been really impressed. I've just been really impressed uh, with the with the ground games. Uh, Kansas City has been running the ball very effectively. The offensive line has looked really good. And if we look at the San Francisco defense, uh, the run defense historically or the last 44 to five years has or really even dating back further than that, has been a real strength of San Francisco. Not the case this season. 25th in EPA allowed per rush. Uh, if we're looking at the path of least resistance, uh, teams in neutral game environments are opting to go very run heavy against San Francisco and having a lot of success doing so. We saw Aaron Jones uh, really, you know, gash the San Francisco defense. Uh, and so, yeah, I think Isaiah Pacheco is in store for another big workload. Two of the three Chiefs postseason games, he's had 24 plus rushing attempts. So they, again, are very committed to the ground game, and it's a good matchup. This is not the same, again, San Francisco run defense we're used to seeing. That's been elite uh, for, for as long back as I could think. So, yeah, I love Pacheco yeah. over 66 and a half rushing yards as well. And, and you got to think, and we were talking about Steve Wilkes earlier too. He kind of does more like light boxes, but you can't stack the box against Patrick Mahomes. So I I don't know how they're going to stop Pacheco, how that front seven uh, is going to be able to do it. But uh, that that's, that's the most telling thing I've heard from you all week long in terms of, oh God, I'm kind of scared about this game. <laughs> of course I'm scared of it. Well, one, anytime your team is in the Super Bowl, I feel like, you know, you're scared of it. And it's and it's Patrick Mahomes and, and you you look at all Shout these out Matthew Stafford. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, not as worried about Matthew Stafford in my life, but yeah. RJ? <laughs> yeah, Matthew Stafford playing oh, well, for uh, yeah. Princeton's favorite team, the Rams. Lifelong Rams fan. Will Brinson. I am a lifelong Los Angeles Rams fan, RJ. Um, as long as the Rams have been alive in Los Angeles, I have been a Rams fan. I, I, <clears throat> I am nothing if not a pain in the butt, of course. Um, so I have Pacheco anytime touchdown. But we all have anytime touchdown scores. And let's get to those. Katie, you are not allowed to take Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown because it's minus 230. However, you are a clever person. You found a way to get a Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown bet. I'm frankly, I'm not even mad. I'm amazed to quote the great well, Ron Burgundy. Yeah, here's here's the thing. One, I think that Kansas City fans are the most worried about Christian McCaffrey as we are almost about, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Like he's our only hope, Christian McCaffrey. And like you said, everybody wants to get in on the anytime touchdown market for McCaffrey, but it's going to cost you. It's anywhere from like 220. I've seen it minus 420 in some places. So maybe you want to throw in a par like, what? I don't know. However, yeah. Well, um, what, what, what RJ, RJ said last week, like before the Niners were in the Super Bowl, yes. his anytime touchdown, all action was like minus 120 or minus 110, right? Yeah, minus 130. And, and if they'd have lost the game, Ridiculous. you'd have lost that bet already. Yeah which is yeah, yeah unbelievable. But here's the thing. When you look at Christian McCaffrey, his splits with touchdowns in the first half versus the second half all season long, he's got 11 rushing touchdowns and four receiving touchdowns in the first half. You look at that second half, it's just three and three. So one, they're going to give the ball to Christian McCaffrey a lot. Two, you know he's going to score in every single game. If you get him in the first half, it's a plus 120. Love it. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, – oh, sorry. Go ahead, RJ. Yeah. 
I was actually open to you taking Christian McCaffrey. I had this like it was a little more convoluted. What we're gonna do here, um, to you know, have everybody could get like one minus two hundred prop, and one uh, minus, you know, one, and that was for the express written ooh. purpose of having you be able to take Christian McCaffrey. So I'm glad you found a way to do it. Thank you, thank you. Where there's a will, there's a way, RJ. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, since my name is Will, I will go ahead and throw mine out. I'm taking Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown minus one hundred five. This is my favorite. Um, I gotta say, like this year, for whatever reason, like I've done a bunch of radio hits, and people are like, "What's your favorite prop bet?" I'm like, "It's not very sexy. It's just Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown at any time at minus 105." It, it, I've seen it even money in some spots. Um, you know, five cents here, five cents there, yada yada yada. Uh, look, Travis Kelsey is the best. Uh, maybe maybe this, he's one of the two best offensive skill position guys in this game between him and and CMC, and he's maybe the greatest tight end of all time. When it's all said and done, he's trending that way. His girlfriend's flying from Tokyo on a private jet to appear in the game. I don't know if you heard about Taylor Swift, and I think he's going to score a touchdown. I don't think I don't think that the 49ers or anybody has the ability have the ability to slow down Travis Kelsey because, and he's talking about this on his podcast, he's like, maybe I should follow the lines that Big Red draws more often. He freelances so much that as much as you want to try and, you know, figure out what, like, you know, figure out what he's going to do and game plan against him defensively and bracket him and all that stuff, even when teams try to do that, they don't do a good job of it. See the last two weeks in the playoffs. So uh, Travis Kelsey, anytime, touchdown, minus 105. I will add that Travis Kelsey uh, scored a touchdown in that first Super Bowl against the 49ers four years ago. Since then, he's played 12 postseason games. He has touchdowns in 10 of them. So pretty pretty good. It's ridiculous. Uh, pretty good hit rate, you know, to just expect the guy that always scores a touchdown to score a touchdown. Uh, Alex, who do you have? Uh, I've got Debo Samuel at plus 130. I really believe uh, Debo is going to be, uh, besides C-Mac, the focal point of San Francisco, certainly the passing attack. And I like Katie's prop on his rushing yards. Quite a bit as well. I think this is uh, why you have Debo Samuels is to uh, really just kind of uh, take the reins off him here and just let him go. Uh, he's very good option between the tackles running the football. I really love his versatility, uh, the way he has the ability to impact the game. Obviously, durability being a big concern with Debo, but now that we've reached the Super Bowl here, uh, it's time to just cut him loose. And, uh, yeah, I think his yards after a catch ability is extremely rare. And just getting him the ball, getting him completions in, in space is going to be the name of the game for San Francisco. And he's going to get the ball quite a bit. And he is just very difficult to tackle. And they're going to figure out how to manufacture a lot of touches for him. And I uh, love his chances of getting in the end zone as a result. So you, you guys played all three different guys, um, McCaffrey, Kelsey, probably the two main guys, one on each side. Um, I found a way to get both of them in my pick. So I'm Ooh. taking the jersey number of the first touchdown <laughs> score to go over 19 and a half at minus 110. This is, so, this is really good. This is very good, yeah. So in this one, you know, you, you basically got three main guys you're looking at, McCaffrey, Kelsey, and George Kittle. And, and mm -hmm. I'll take the, the first two guys on that list as probably the first touchdown scorer here. Um, and then you put everybody else on the other side, you know, and, and I think we have a little bit of an edge there. I, I like getting the 19 and a half um, instead of 22 and a half at some books, because just in case that Kansas City defensive score and Brock Purdy, you know, a little meltdown happens early in the game. You throw Ooh. in a few of the uh, Kansas City defensive backs uh, in there, the 20, 21, 22. Um, so I like playing it on that front. So, yeah, you know, 
you also get Kyle Juszczyk always plays in, you know, always in playing big games. He had a yeah. touchdown in that first Super Bowl. You get the random Chiefs touchdowns who score touchdowns out of nowhere. You know, every yeah. other game, it seems like you get a Noah great touchdown, Blake Bell touchdown, guys like that. Um, and then the random offensive line touchdown, which I don't think is going to happen with these two teams, but you never know. So um, the main focus here is McCaffrey and and, uh, and Kelsey. I think one of them gets the first touchdown. So I like getting minus 110 on over 19 and a half for the jersey number of the first touchdown score. RJ out here playing chess. Uh, real, real, just yeah, just real quick. I noticed you do on Fanduel that I'm and I'm seeing that um, Christian McCaffrey method of first touchdown. Now it's no touchdown. If he doesn't score, you lose the bet because no touchdown is plus one fifty. But rushing touchdown method of first touchdown, Christian McCaffrey minus one fifteen. I don't hate that. Like I feel yeah. like they're going to give him the ball. You know, running the ball down by the goal line. Yes. Yes, but first half, I think, you know, you give yourself a little more time. Um, all right, guys, let's talk defense and special teams. So unfortunately, we don't have breach on this podcast because I'm sure we get a good kicker one. Um, but I will start. I'm looking at Fred Warner over eight and a half um, tackles and assists. He leads the 49ers this year with 132 um, total tackles, averages just at this at about 8.25 per game. Um, He's had 20 tackles in the postseason, and 13 of those were in his last outing versus the Detroit Lions. We're talking about Travis Kelsey a lot in this, right? And he's coming off of a phenomenal AFC championship game, 11 of 11, 116 yards and a score. He's got to go up, though, in the middle of the field against these linebackers, most notably Fred Warner and, of course, Greenlaw there as well. I think he's going to have um, a successful game. So I'm going to take him over eight and a half for total tackles. I have uh... dig it. Yeah, I have an interesting one. I didn't go with one single player. I had a matchup based one, and I have Trent McDuffie to score to have more tackles and plus assists than Traverius <laughs> Ward at minus one fifteen. Both only had one tackle in the conference championships, but McDuffie averaged five per game in the regular season, while Ward was just over four. And I believe, you know, with the zone um, coverage at, at San Francisco employees, if they stick with that, it's going to be much easier for McDuffie to rack up some tackles here. Um, you know, if he's playing outside wide on that zone, might not be as involved in the action um, because they will go away f- from him. And then Patrick Mahomes will be targeting the softer spot places of the zone rather than Trevor's ward side of the field. So um, I think McDuffie's going to be on Samuel uh, on Debo and we expect him to be a big part of the game plan. And, and even though Dan- Debo Samuel's great at breaking tackles, um, uh, McDuffie is great at not having tackles broken. You know, he gets guys down pretty much all the time. So um I think it's going to be a game where McDuffie gets to the five to six range and Ward is sitting at three to four. So like getting McDuffie on the, uh, the matchup against Ward here, if you can find it. And I will take uh, the Kansas city chiefs to have fewer than three sacks. You can get this up close to even money under two and a half uh, sacks. Brock, Brock Purdy just does not get sacked very often. Uh, he's only sacked three times in four of 18 games, including the postseason. Uh, has never sacked more than four times in one game either. Uh, I also think considering his amount of dropbacks, we're just going to see 30 dropbacks or so. Uh, the Kansas City, or excuse me, San Francisco's offensive line obviously protects him very well there too. And Kansas City has not been generating a lot of sacks recently. So I think this is a good look here, especially at uh, close to even money. I'm going to take Nick Bosa not to record a sack. Uh, it feels yeah. weird fading one of the best pass rushers in the game. Uh, it's minus 128. It's actually favored over Bosa recording a sack. And I think when you look at Patrick Mahomes, in his last – so Mahomes in his – early in his career, first season in the playoffs, eight sacks in two games, six sacks in three games the following season, four sacks in three games after that, 
And then, uh, of course, when they lost to Cincinnati in, in, in that AFC Championship game, nine sacks in three games. I mean, just ridiculous. But then last year in the playoff run, just three sacks in three games. And this year, only two sacks in three games. Mahomes has done a really good job of avoiding those sacks. He's using his legs a little bit more to escape. He throws the ball away more. And I think as a result, they're going to make sure that Nick Bosa isn't the guy to beat them because Bosa – you know, look, like, let Chase Young, hey, Chase Young, come earn your money, son. Like, I mean, he hasn't done anything since he got to San Francisco. Right? He's going to that role. Like, he's, he's been bad. So, double Bosa, chip Bosa. Everyone's running on the outside. He's just, like, sitting there watching them. He drives me insane. Yeah, I think they will attack Chris, Chase Young, and that they will make sure that Nick Bosa doesn't beat him. The other thing about Bosa, if he sacks you, he is pretty likely to, to strip that ball out, and they do not want that to happen. So, I will say Bosa, no sack. For Mr. No stack for Mr. Nick Bosa. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, long shot props. But first, Sunday, February 11th, we can't wait for the biggest game of the year Super Bowl 58 on CBS. Two legendary franchises square off when the unstoppable 49ers take on the Chiefs. We have their sights set on back to back championships. Live coverage begins at 11. 30 a.m. Eastern, right up to kickoff, Super Bowl 58, February 11th on CBS, and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. More props next. Here's a comforting thought, Chiefs fans. You have Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes has only been in the league for six seasons, but he's already been to four Super Bowls and won two of them. He's got 14 postseason wins under his belt behind only Tom Brady and Joe Montana. And he hasn't even turned 30 yet. And he isn't afraid to air it out. Mahomes is the all-time leader in pass yards per game. Last time he faced off against San Francisco in the big game, he threw for 315 yards and three touchdowns on his way to his first of two Super Bowl MVP awards. With Patrick Mahomes under center, Chiefs fans should feel great about their chances. Welcome back to the Pick 6 oh, Podcast. JJ, that commercial. Yeah, I love it. Um, I was going to have to sneeze, but I think I've passed it. Uh, we are going to do the pick six parlay now, guys. And uh, we never hit on the pick six parlay this entire season long. So we are switching things up for the Super Bowl. Instead of doing, you know, money line and then the one dog, we are actually going to do long shot bets. So at least 10 to one odds. Um, and of course, the person with the best record previously goes first. That's not changing. So prop stars, you had the best. Uh, I did. So, yeah, I will go with a 14 to 1 play, and it is a triple shot of uh, the most passing yards, most rushing yards, and most receiving yards. And I'm going Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey to have the most rushing yards, Patrick Mahomes to have the most passing yards, and Ooh. Debo to have the most receiving yards in the game. And you can get that at plus 1,400. Before I give you my pick, uh, Alex, you want to tell them about the long shot you hit a couple years ago? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, actually, in the two Super Bowls ago, when the Rams won 23-20, I guessed the exact score, and that was uh, 100-1 to odds. So, yeah, that was a fun... Yeah, nice. thank you. Thank you. He was, we were live. We had a live stream, I believe, on, on Pick 6, and he was on it. He had, to, he, had to, <laughs> he had to, uh, you know, kind of die. I had to leave the room. Like, yeah, I much like much like watching Will when he had a live sweat on that that one live stream. I know I know Will remembers that he had a massive PGA play that he was live sweating. During that, was, uh, that was that was the uh, that was the Tom Brady beat uh, 
the suit leading into the Super Bowl, um, RJ and I were doing a prop show the day of the Super Bowl, and I was uh, I was sweating two hundred grand, uh, and uh, yeah, the um, I think I think it was like RJ was like, "Will we're doing patching props next?" I was like, "I don't, yeah, sounds good, RJ." I was like staring off at the waste management uh, Sunday action. I'm gonna go with Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, the first player to reach. 25 rushing yards, 13 to 1. I think, again, it's not like to happen. These are long shots. But Mahomes taking off and running early in the game, gets a little pressure there, sprints down the field before the Chiefs get going on offense, before the 49ers get going on offense. Mahomes, first to 25 rushing yards. Uh, I'll dial back and give you mine now. McCaffrey, we talked about a lot in this podcast. What if he throws a pass in this game? You can bet that at plus 1,100. Uh, when he got traded from the the Panthers to the 49ers, uh, that first game he he was he didn't start. Obviously, he was there a few days. Next game he came back, and in his first start, he had one rushing touchdown, one receiving touchdown, and one passing touchdown. And that was the only, they threw a pass with him in his first start. Did not do it again until the NFC Championship game when Purdy got hurt. Uh, the backup got hurt for Purdy, and then it was the McCaffrey show from there. And he threw one pass in that game. Didn't have that haven't done it all this year, and I've been wondering where has it been. I think they've been keeping it under wraps, keeping it a secret. Two weeks to prepare, they'll draw up some plays. Uh, they'll I think they'll want to uh, roll this one out early on to uh, give the Chiefs defense something to think about when McCaffrey gets the ball. You can't, you know, maybe create a little bit of space for him to run um, if, if he's taking a, a run left or right, and then um, he all of a sudden pops it downfield for a pass for 20 yards. Uh, so uh, I think that 11 to one isn't great odds for this prop, but uh, it's something that Kyle Shanahan's going to get creative in the Super Bowl and, and McCaffrey. Being the guy everybody's looking at, I think uh, he's in play to throw a pass in this game. I love I mean, that. He, he uh, did that early, like he did that like the fifth week, fifth week of his like, the, right? It was like the first five it. weeks of his Niners career. He did it in his first start. Like he played, he briefly played yeah. you know, a, a three, when he was with the team for like three days. Had like eight carries, I think, or something, and then he got his first start. All of a sudden, he's throwing touchdowns, running touchdowns, receiving touchdowns. It's like, has this guy been playing <laughs> in this offense for years? What's going on here? Yeah, um, well, I'm going to do uh, George Kittle for the first touchdown. That's at 11-1 to 1 as well. And, RJ, you kind of hit on it in your jersey thing. One of the names that you put out there was George Kittle. Now, he's not the most likely um, of those three with Kelsey and CMC. But we do know that when the pocket collapses and the pressure gets turned up, um, Brock Purdy looks for George Kittle. George Kittle is always a threat for an explosive um an explosive uh, run and an explosive play. So I wouldn't be totally surprised if he gets the first touchdown. And that is at 11 to one. This pick six Super Bowl long shot segment has been presented by FanDuel. Make every moment more. What are our total odds here? Brinson, have you put it in? Uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to put it together. I don't know that we're going to be allowed yeah, to, to parlay all of them. I don't um, think you can actually parlay them though. All right. Well then this is yeah. to play that, play them separately. I love that. I, I, I love that George Kittle, um, that George Kittle first touchdown score though. The eleven to one's a really good number for him, uh, particularly like you know how how much focus will be on Debo and Christian McCaffrey. Was I? Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yep. Why don't we each I give a wild card pick? Five minutes. Well, let's let's do a wild card pick quickly, Katie. You love the Doink Cam. 
More than I life itself. Yeah. Well, first of all, Bucker kicked a doink in the last Super Bowl, which spawned CBS saying, hey, we got Super Bowl next year. Let's put six cameras inside the upright so you got to root for that right we're gonna we're gonna see a vantage point like we've never seen before on a doink it's gonna make breach very very happy so plus 800 yes there will be a doink i would just put breach in the goalpost and have him be the doink <laughs> and give me commentary on every field goal as it's kicked uh, my my uh wild card is gonna be the color of the gatorade bath on the winning coach something you can actually bet on the super bowl i'm taking orange at plus 300 yeah. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said when somebody asked, because they're trying to get an edge in this, that, that orange is his favorite color. Uh, it, he's not going to be drinking it on the sidelines. He drinks, you know, water, he said. But maybe the San Francisco staff's going to have it ready in case he wins. He gets dung by his favorite color. And the iconic picture taken for all of time. Uh, Chiefs had purple last year. They were also the last team to have orange, though, in the first 49ers yeah. Super Bowl. If they're superstitious at all, hey, we had the 49ers and we had orange and we beat them yeah. in that comeback. Let's go to it again. So um, it's pretty random, but orange has happened five times in 23 track Super Bowls, leader by slim margin over other colors. I like orange plus 300 in this in this problem. Count on RJ to give a, a very in-depth analysis on the Gatorade color there. So loved hearing that take. Uh, I'm a sucker for exact score props uh, after hitting one a few years ago. I've got to do it every single year. So, yeah, I'm going to go for the exact score. Chiefs 27 uh san francisco 21 you can get that at 171 or 170 to one odds so yeah 27 21 final score spicy that's that's actually considering like the team is talking about the total that number that's a pretty good look i'm going to take isaiah pacheco to have 30 plus rushing yards in each half i think the Ooh. chiefs will come out and try to run the ball early and i think the chiefs will have a lead and they will run the ball late and so that's uh i believe that is Two to one, Isaiah Pacheco, 30-plus rushing yards in each half. I love that. And of all course, right, now we're, yeah. now we're, we, we've all done our yeah, right. Yep. So now we're going to look at MVP odds. I'm just – look, I think the 49ers are going to win this game. I think it's all going to be Christian McCaffrey. I like him for a touchdown. I like him for a touchdown in the first half. I like him for two touchdowns, actually. And if you like that, then MVP. He's chalk, um, but he is our only hope. And by – our, I mean, 49ers fans, the faithfuls, McCaffrey plus 450. RJ, who do you like? Uh, I, I, it's funny because we're, I'm not to tease everybody else's picks. Nobody took a quarterback, even though quarterbacks are the, the typically the one that you should always take here. Um, and I'm going to go even to the more extreme of that and just take any non quarterback, which you can bet mm -hmm. at plus 200. Um, you know, I think Patrick Mahomes has had his, his two Super Bowl. Um, you know, MVPs there. I think that the narrative is going to be tired unless he has a massive statistical game. They're going to be tired of voting for him. They're going to look for someone else to do it if the Chiefs win. Kelsey's the obvious play there. If the defense plays well, maybe they get a defender there. And on the other side, Christian McCaffrey would have been the MVP of the last two playoff games that the 49ers had, not, not Brock Purdy. So um, I think McCaffrey's a smart play if you think the 49ers are going to win. Um, I'm just going to, you know, who cares who wins? I'm just going to take any non quarterback at, uh, at plus, it's plus 170 on FanDuel, but uh, you can find plus 200 out there the market as well i actually can't i can't find the i, I don't know what fandle i mean i'm you know, it's, it's different in every single state but i don't see an mvp um on here but i'm going to take travis kelsey i mentioned three uh passing three receiving touchdowns three taylor swift celebrations hmm. many cutaways to taylor swift kelsey at 14 to 1 to an mvp are you kidding me this isn't it's, it's tough because you got Mahomes there but i also think we could see we mentioned the Christian McCaffrey passing touchdown. Wouldn't be shocked if we saw Travis Kelsey down in the red zone, line up in that wildcat formation, and maybe run one in or throw one in. If that happens, a touchdown without Mahomes from Kelsey or with Kelsey, 
Bang, bang, Chiefs game. How dare you? <laughs> and I will go Debo Samuel at 25 to one. I think as far as value is concerned, even though I'm on the chiefs, uh, I think he is the best value on the board. Personally, I really feel like this is going to be a Debo game where he is going to be heavily involved. Uh, yeah. You save Debo for these high leverage spots. Uh, yeah, when Debo's at his best, he's running the football. He's catching passes in the short area. He's making guys miss. Uh, his ability to run after the catch is pretty much unmatched. Debo is a full-grown man. So I think if San Francisco is able to win, Debo will have a lot to do with that. I think if he has put together a couple highlight real plays, uh, it'll go a long way in Debo potentially winning uh, the MVP, especially if he can potentially get a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown, which I think he'll have a shot of doing. I love it. All right, that is going to conclude our Super Bowl Super Picks show. Um, Harry, you want to throw up the Super Bowl butts? Yes, Holy Moses. they are in all their <laughs> glory. I would say take a picture of it, write it down, do what you got to do. Um, because that's a lot for us to uh, go through here. So, thank you for rocking with us all season long. Of course, the Pick Six podcast continues after this, but this is our last betting preview. So, um, it's been super fun with you guys. Thanks so much to RJ and Prop Stars um, for keeping it along with us. Um, and any other, anything we should know about coming up this week with Pick 6, Brinson? Uh, we have one more show live from uh, the Fountains at Bellagio, 5 p.m. Eastern, today, uh, Thursday, uh, whatever, February, uh, February 8th, the year of our Lord, 2024. Okay on CBS Sports HQ. <laughs> okay, on that note, this has been the Pick 6 Podcast. We'll see you next time.